0: Spring. Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I gotta quickly introduce the other co-leaders of the group coming back from a wonderful vacation, um, eating great food, uh, feeling good, maybe sweating a little bit due to the humidity. It's Alan Mark. How was your trip and how are you doing?
1: Yeah, the trip was great. It was so nice to slow down, uh, down in the south. Uh, not really worry about much. Have fun, eat a lot of crawfish. And uh, you know, good times. Oh, I'm sorry, you, can't, you don't eat crawfish. I can't, trying, eat, sorry. I can't <laughs> eat crawfish, I'm allergic
0: <laughs> to everything with shells. Um, I but
1: know. it was great. It was a very great and much needed trip, so. Um, but I'm happy to be back because now uh, we get to talk about what we're talking about today.
0: <laughs> it's just a little group, a little known group that um, may or may not be well known. Or it might not be well known that Alan Mark is a huge fan of them, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and rounding out the big three is, of course, the one that hails from NYC. He did not go anywhere, but I'm sure he did some fun stuff uh, nonetheless. It's Steven. Have you done anything cool? Did you go anywhere this past week?
2: Oh, uh, I went to Brooklyn on Sunday. Whoa! This yeah, is and so far, first time in a while. And uh, I know last yeah. time was
0: with us. <laughs> oh, yeah, last <laughs> I haven't gone since. <laughs> when we, yeah, when we went, uh, when we went, <laughs> did, what did we do? Did we go bowling? No, no, no. We went to no, no. We went to a barcade when barcades right, were yeah. cool. Yeah, That was in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was st- no, yeah, I was in Brooklyn. Wait, I thought it was or with Williamsburg. I think that- maybe. That was oh, the same thing, right? In, Williamsburg is
2: Brooklyn. I think the barcade was in Manhattan.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think. See, no, 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 no. It was in Brooklyn. I promise it was in Brooklyn. Because we, went, we tried to go to that hotel with the roof ba- rooftop bar. And it was the one facing uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. It was definitely Brooklyn. I, I thought swear. That, I thought Brooklyn was just pizza day. No, no, it was, it was, uh, uh, Steve, it was. Uh, Stephen was there. What is it called? Oh, you weren't there, Stephen. I don't think I got pizza
2: with you guys. No, okay,
0: Stephen, <laughs> you did not go to Brooklyn then. Um no. We we went. Uh, <laughs> Alan Mark and I oh. went with uh, um, How You Can Eat's uh, very own Mark. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, I still
2: yeah. haven't gone to Brooklyn since you guys went.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, still... it's been seven years. Yeah. 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 What's the, what's the pizza place we like? Um I do the R. It's famous. Uh, Brooklyn Pizza. R. R-, 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 R- uh, oh boy. They, they have a podcast that they record in the back. Oh, Roberta's. Uh, Roberta's. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Anyway. I went there with um, Dan though. <laughs> couple, yeah, yeah, you did. You did go with yeah. Dan. Oh man. That was a long time ago. Okay. So why were you in uh, Brooklyn? Were you like… Uh, checking things out. Did you buy anything cool? There was was like
2: some good food. It's like meeting or
0: it's like not a meeting but it was a
2: thing for um, this thing I volunteered with a couple years ago and then they were trying to get members of the community back so it was like a small gathering
0: of yeah. uh, Awesome. Yeah.
2: It's cool. Uh,
0: Yeah. If I I were to um, move to New York Nat and I would probably go to Brooklyn. I think that'd be the most affordable. We'd want to be around. Oh, I don't know. We'd probably end up around. We'd, we'd probably go. To, we'll, truthfully, we'd we'll probably go to Queens, just farther east. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we'd go north, but anyway. Anyway, <laughs> um, and yes, uh, I don't have any new pen updates. I'm so oh, sorry, guys. Okay. I was hoping to provide you guys with some, but I will say that I'm going to be purchasing some um, Uni Signo, uh, very classic plastic ballpoint pens in multiple colors. Because I want to start, um, I'm not ready to give up the tactile analog scribing units. Mm. Um, I still, I followed your suit, Stephen. When I saw you uh, bring out your notebook and you wrote out, that one joke, I forget what you wrote up, but um, you flashed oh, on the screen. I actually, yeah, yeah. I
2: briefly thought about saying that same joke because they released an album last week. I was going oh, to say yes. to you guys, when you, you asked me how I am, I was going to say, I'm Gouda and I, <laughs> I'm ready to talk about uh, this new Street Kids album. Uh, sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes, uh so I'm still using a pen and paper and notepad. So, I'm not not as fancy as Almar. Almark is slowly um up in his game uh technology-wise. Oh yeah. So he's going to he's going to outdo me soon. I'm just full of Apple gear. There is
2: anyway. a fantastic pen and writing like stationery store in Brooklyn. It's called Yoseka Stationery. I don't know if you've Ooh. happened upon them,
0: but no, like- no, no, no. I a t- Taiwanese stationary. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing we have here is like top drawer, which is like the that sounds good. Um, which is the no, no. It's like a commercial, oh. commercialized um, wannabe fancy. Um, but if you want to sponsor us, you should <laughs> top drawer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to cl- clown on you guys, but um, uh, um yeah. Um, so anyway. We should probably all raise our mic volumes just in case. Uh, yeah, but yeah, don't uh, worry about it. It was an important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let's. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, before we started recording this episode, I had uh, KT'd uh, the guys that I. I would love to talk about this album for four hours because I easily could. Um, There's, it it's, it's. You already know who who we're talking about, but it's, it's a favorite of ours, and we could probably just talk for the rest of the week, like the rest, like we could probably talk three episodes worth for this one group, Um, but we still got to show some love. Some other releases came out this week. So uh, to show some love for them, uh, Steven has whipped up a wonderful menu for you to uh, dine uh, with. So I'm gonna throw it to Steven and he's gonna give you his specials of the week. All
2: right, yeah, so thank you, Chuck. some pretty exciting ones, and I'm just gonna hop right into it. Uh, on Monday, we—it's a—it's a good one to start with, especially with the, the artist we have this week. But uh, and I guess it's not really a traditional K-pop sense, but it is from a K-pop artist. Um, it's a single from Alexa. It's called Wonderland, and. Um, she is representing her home state of Oklahoma on the show American Song Contest, so our excited version of the Eurovision cool. uh, contest. So, cool. uh, yeah, I think it was already aired or it was already performed on on TV. So, so that that's yeah. like high praise,
0: by the way, our version of the Eurovision yeah. contest. That's that's very high praise for uh, the. Um, American Song Contest. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. First season. We'll I, see. Like,
2: the, the conceptually, at, at true, least. True, yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, something I, I just, I, as I always do, I look up who writes these songs. And this one, it was written by none other than uh, Albin Nordkist, Andreas Carlson, Becca Boom, Ellen Berg, and Moa Karlobecker, aka Cassiopeia. So maybe they're all busy writing songs for Alexa. <laughs> but um <laughs> but go, yeah, go, I, I don't know, go vote for Alexa or your state where I, I don't know, but but if you like Alexa, you want. yeah <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's cool to see um Alexa on on like national TV. Um uh same day we have a full-length album from Highlight it's called Daydream with the title track Daydream and this is the first a highlight full-length album. Um, it has 10 tracks. Uh, members Ki-Gwang and dong co-wrote on five of them. And then just some uh, other names on this are KZ, Danka, No Day, Risky Pizza, um, Moon Kim, Yummy Tone, Kim tae Vincenzo, Anima Singa, and someone named Guber Lake. Um, <laughs> Moving on to Wednesday, to releases. First up is Suran, uh, the singer Suran. She has a mini album called Fly In Part One with the title track Diamonds, featuring Taeyong of NCT. Uh, this is her third mini album following her first two, Walk In and Jump In. Uh, this one's Fly In. Um, it has six tracks, also features the rapper uh, Dok Yi, or it's written out Dok 2, um, and it includes her single, Sunny, from last year. Uh, Suran wrote or composed every song. Um, and, and Taeyong also participated on the title track. Other people involved. Brian Cho, Ellen Berg, again, uh, Filter, Zason, Shim Hyun Bo, and on the song, Sunny, uh, Jok Jay played guitar. Um, same day, uh, the group Very Very came out with a single. It's called, "Oh." Uh, it was released with a B-side called Our Spring. Um, and it was part of, I guess, this the release together. It was called Series O, Round Zero, Who, which is kind of a tongue twister. Like, I was going to say, like, Series O, Round O, Who. <laughs> so, would, like, if you, <laughs> like, read it, it, it's kind of difficult to read. But uh, the single is by Jane Lee he, uh, il, Um Min Buy more and then the B side, our song was written by all of the members. Um, and I, I always like looking at the tracklist release. This one, it actually has one of my uh, favorite, like visually, um, because it has this very art, like art gallery theme. And this one's pretty cool, so I, I like this one a lot. Uh, but go, yeah, go check out. Oh, uh, lastly, we have a debut from a band called Cinema, and it's a single album called Moby Dick and the title track of the same name. They are a four-piece band under two companies, Flow and Moss Music, um, both which look like they're subsidiaries of Dreamus. Um, But yeah, this band was formed during the survival show Super Band 2, whose first season produced the bands Happy Pola and Lucy. Uh, So this group, Cinema, they didn't win. um, And that, that honor went to Crack Silver, but uh, they will actually be the third band to debut from this show, which is kind of cool. Um, the members Sol Ong and Kitak arranged both of these tracks, and then Solong also co-composed both, along with Clef Crew and Moon Kim uh, as well. So yeah, good luck to Cinema. Always nice to see a new band out there, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are my specials of the week.
0: All right. Thanks, Steven. Um, I don't know what <laughs> Alan Mark could be presenting to us for this week's rundown. I don't know. I think things happened. You know, that, well. um, maybe maybe stuff… Mm -hmm. stuff to talk about uh, Mm -hmm. since the last release Uh, but might as well just give it to give it to him and see uh, what he has in store for us for this week's rundown yeah
1: so i don't have a lot which is great because that means more time for us to talk about the album but uh, (laughs) so not a lot has happened uh since we last talked about red velvet on august 2021 Uh, For their album Queendom. But this is... I'll dig in a little bit into the concept. It won't touch on too much because I know we'll talk about it. But so they released a new album. The Reva Festival 2022 Feel My Rhythm. Uh, That's what we're talking about today. So uh, some of the teasers, they released like a photo that had a bunch of references to all of their old stuff. Singles, albums, stuff like that. Which is like really interesting. Uh, they decided to go that way, and then they released a series of photo teasers as well, uh, representing the different versions that this album has. So the album did get released. There was a total of three different versions: uh, two Reva versions, one called uh, "Oh No." I looked up how to pronounce this, but then I forgot it. Capricioso, uh, which is a music <laughs> oh, term, yeah, yeah. Uh, meaning you know, free, playful, impulsive. So that version is the one where the images, they're in the garden and all that stuff. And then the second Rebbe version is calmato, which is a term meaning calm and quiet. Uh, and that's the one with them as ballerinas and stuff like that. The third version, the physical version they release is called the Orgel version, which is uh, a music box version. So that one's actually really cool. Um, and I did order one of those for myself. Um, <laughs> Wait,
0: where do you order that? Because I ordered the ballerina version.
1: <laughs> uh, I did. I just, I just searched on Amazon. Honestly, I couldn't. Okay, I'm gonna go do that. To, to, yeah, I'm do that. Just I'm search, for Oracle. I, I, I
0: thought. Orgel okay, because I thought about getting all of them. Oh yeah, I, I only but got I don't know one.
1: Revival version. Yeah. and then the Oracle version. Okay. Okay. Um, which is a lot, but you know what? It, yeah, we'll we'll find out. Later. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so um so. Yeah, obviously, there's a lot of classical music themes going on with the concept. Your favorite. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So tying with this theme, the album was released on March 21st, 2022. uh, To commemorate composer Johann Sebastian Bach's birthday, whose composition, (sighs) Air on the G-String, was sampled in the lead single, Feel My Rhythm. Uh, Yeah, and with this album, uh, they uh, hope to establish themselves as sort of the queens of spring with their uh with this concept evoking like <laughs> ballerina's classic art movements and the brightness and
0: pastel uh What aren't they the man. queens of? So.
1: I they, yeah, they pretty much own every, every shots fired at this against
0: Stacy declaring their queendom. No, this is in 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 the no yeah, no, wait. Stacy? What are you yes saying? Sorry. <laughs> no, not Stacy. What am I talking about? Idol, sorry. Idols, uh, we were talking about um, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they and, said, kingdom. Kingdom. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah, that's it, that's, that's all
1: I had. So, we're very excited to talk about this new Red Velvet album.
0: Uh, yeah, okay, so, um, much to talk about. Uh, this is. Again, I don't know if Alan Mark mentioned it. I might have been spacing out when he said it. But this is their seventh mini-album. Oh, not mention And that. there are six tracks for us to talk about. So we're going to talk about the first three before we head off to break. And to mix things up because uh, I like to mix things up. Um, I am going to have Alan Mark because he didn't have much to talk about in the rundown. So that means he has enough energy… To start talking about the lead single Ooh. Feel My Rhythm, which is track number one. Yep. Um, there's a lot to digest here, so we'll do our best. We probably we will try not to belabor um, too much, but maybe we should. It it deserves it. Red Velvet always deserves as much attention as we can give them. So, Alomar, as our resident uh love um can you please start talking about Feel My Rhythm?
1: Yeah, first I'm going to apologize to all of our listeners. This is going to be another two plus hour long episode <laughs> of just me. And then it'll be another two and a half, two hours of just <laughs> Stephen. But yeah. uh, I'm kidding. Hopefully about- we do a good job and be <laughs> are not succinct. But Feel My Rhythm. Uh, what a single to have for this album. Uh, and sort of as like another return for Red Velvet. Uh, Yeah, it's just I'll just talk about musically like getting that box sample that I mentioned. um, I was like, what are they going to do with this? And just like, uh, I like that the sample that classical sample wasn't just in the intro. It felt like they really used it throughout the song and tied it in as like this huge motif um, that was complemented very well with the visuals that we'll talk about in the music video. But Um, I think what it does really well is that it sort of marries that older classical sample with like a new with the newer like industrial video game sounds that we're used to hearing from, you know, Red Velvet, SM in general. Uh, Like the there's like those like video like I mentioned, like 16 bit sounds uh, that We've heard and stuff like "Power Up" and other things like that. So, um, but also the there's that like high percussion too that like reminded me of NCT Dreams' Deja Vu, which is really cool. But yeah, just the way that um, the producers Andreas Oberg and uh, some people from Artifact, Jake K, Maria Marcus, and MCK, they uh, just bringing those sounds together into this. it was really well done. I, I feel like this song was very well produced. Um, and using it for… And Red Velvet is sort of like the perfect group to have introduced this sound and style for. Uh, yeah, they're like… I mentioned a little bit with Queen. I'm like, I like when they are a bit more risk… Like, take a bit more risks with uh, arrangements and stuff like that. And I feel like this sort of is a really good encapsulation of that. So… Uh yeah, I'll start off with that. I wanna know I wanna know what y'all sort of picked out, out of this uh about out of this song, um, uh, this single, this hell of an opening track. So
0: I freaking love, love, love this song. It is so <laughs> much better than Queendom was when it Oh, just going right to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just going right to that. It is so Queendom great, but this is I don't know what to cat. This is like a combo of I. I red Velvet fires on all cylinders when they combine both their red side and their velvet side. Like there's just so it's such a unique song. I mean, you know, it, you know, uh, mixing up um, uh, classical music with modern stylings and instruments. That's not a new thing. But there's something about this that just feels like, um, like if Johann Sebastian Bach was alive right now, this is like the kind of stuff that he would be be able to produce. Like this is like, like if he's, if, if, if you get all these I- incredible genius classical composers, the modern technologies, like I, I don't know if anyone's ever thought of that. Like what kind of music would they produce? And like this would feel kind of like that, it's just so masterful. Um, I will admit, the first time I listened to the song, it caught me off guard because I wasn't ready for the uh, geniusness of it. And then every single time I listened to it, I loved it more and more. I would pick out so many moments from it, and it just um, like right off the bat, like we we get like Wendy like. Right up in our ears. And like she doesn't leave. I I think the the rest of the song… If I remember looking at the line distribution videos… Wendy just ate this entire song. She just shined all throughout. And like her voice was perfect to kind of lead this song to me. It just… It was just so beautiful sounding and just powerful. And incredible and um, we are going to bring back a fun game that we used to play a lot last year. Uh, We kind of took a break um, but we'll bring it back. We're going to play the game What is Chuck's favorite song off this album? So at the very end of our discussion I'm going to ask Alamark and Steven what what they think is my favorite song. Um, But... I'm going to make every song sound like it's my favorite <laughs> song. So good luck. Good luck, guys. Uh, so starting that, with Feel My Rhythm. That's not hard Feel to Feel My Rhythm is my favorite song. Or is it? <laughs> Steven, <laughs> oh, your turn. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I I, wrote down like, where do you start with this? Because <laughs> I, I <laughs> it, was, it was hard to figure out like, because there's, there's a lot happening, but it's just, it is like a really amazing song. Um, I, I was feeling like this, just for all the Bach alts out there, the, like just hearing that <laughs> sample. Um, <laughs> you know that they'd appreciate this. <laughs> but um, yeah, and also in my head, this was uh, it was like, you know how SM Station, they had like those soul Philharmonic harmonic uh, playing the mm-hmm. Red Velvet song, or I think was it red flavor? I, in yeah. my head, I, I was like, "I hope they got them to play the box song, and then Ooh. like, but because I, I don't know if it is a sample of a already recorded one, or, or they they could really could have gotten someone to record it. But
1: uh, when I get my album, I'll read the liner notes. And oh find yes,
2: out. okay. I'll learn how to read Korean, read the liner <laughs> yeah. notes, and then find out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that uh, that's what i am hoping that's using their connections for for that um but yeah like this this song as i was listening to it, it it just like it made me just picture things it was like very fanciful and i was just like seeing all these things that but also they didn't even match what the uh what the, the actual uh visuals were for this video i mean for for the song um but yeah like uh, I, I'm assuming all of the string parts are, or most of them are, from the the Bach uh, tune, um, and they they just really incorporated them well into the chorus, and then the the bridge as well. They I think they took a different part of the composition, and that mm-hmm. just seems like a really tough thing to do. <laughs> like y- c- sometimes you just get a certain part of. The thing, and and then you can use that as the sample, um, but then to get like a separate part that's like different chords, that that just seems like it, it's it's a really I don't know a, a great uh, it shows that whoever wrote this is really good at like uh, just m- music I suppose is the word <laughs> I'll use <laughs> um, um, yeah uh, they the, every section felt full. Um, mm. And I think there were, there were parts where the instrumental, I feel like they almost overtook the vocals at some points, but then it felt like in the chorus, especially the vocals were kind of like another section of this, like an orchestra. And then they they're just kind of a sec, like another part that is maybe equal <laughs> to everything else. It's not like, you don't. I wasn't focusing on on that at that time, uh, as I might for a lot of other pop songs. So it's like a really interesting s- song to just hear and, and listen to. Um, yeah, I already touched on the the bridge that uses some more strings from the song, but it also has that the second half has that really cool synth like glitchy section, um, yeah. which I really loved and. You hear things in in your in the left and right channels. It, yeah, it's just a really, really great song.
0: What what else do you want to talk about, Mark? Uh So many things, but um, you know,
1: I'm happy about this. They had a key change in this song. You yeah. love a really good modulation. Oh my god! And just like the song was already. So as you mentioned, like full, it's very epic sounding. It builds up so well, like an orchestra would, and just having that key change was that extra punch to really like. Oh uh, yeah,
0: this is like, uh, the, like this is sort of a masterpiece in that way. The, <laughs> yeah. the way it, it's like the oh, a crescendo and like a, it's I don't know, it's like the final suite of a, uh, mm-hmm. or sorry, it's the final movement in a suite. I, I forget. I don't know my classical terms. I think that's, that's you guys. That sounds right. Oh, I oh, oh. <laughs> well, oh, you I'm gonna throw it to you guys for that. This piece.
2: Oh my god, I don't actually don't know. I think yeah. this piece let's is from add, a larger box. Let's add. Let's Let's hit up React to
1: yeah. the <laughs> K. let's hit up React to the K. We'll
0: find out. You don't want actually, me to speculate. Let's. Uh, uh, let me text Charlie. Let me text Charlie Puth right now. See if yeah. we can. oh well, uh, I know React to the team. K
1: is gonna be coming out with the reaction to this probably this week.
0: So oh, I can't wait. Um… But no just just to kind of interject um bef- even before the key change there's this really quick snippet from Joy where she kind of just like it 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 turns into like this pleasant like like ah happy and then it drops with the key change mm-hmm. like it it just do- doesn't even gives you like a quick breather and then gets like just to get you primed yeah that might the, be uh, like the, the only
1: moment of the song where there's like no classical in there it's just like that yeah. like the glitchy sounds and just Joy's voice yeah that's yeah.
0: cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? I love that it starts off with the sample. Mm-hmm. Um, and it immediately like… Going back to the verse, first verse. It starts off with the sample and then immediately um, diverts expectations. And then drops this like really like almost like nasty like guttural beat mm-hmm. in your ears. And it just like it was just so cool but then it didn't make you stay there for too long it, cu- it came back with the sweeping strings and the sample and like just just this uh, grandiose nature and it just i love the roller coaster um that this song brought you through. or it, it really felt like a real like an orchestral like uh, i don't know like <sighs> We, okay sorry I don't want to jump too far ahead in the music video talk but um, it really did if you see the visuals or like the teasers and everything like that there's a lot and Alan Mark mentioned it too like the um, the whole ballerina um, ballet aspect to it it really felt like I would love to see this performed this song performed by ballerinas because I feel like there is so much um, emotion and so much storytelling in just the the instruments alone, and it's, yeah, and 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 Stephen, I I forget if you mentioned it, but it just always it never like no two parts sounded the same to me. Like it always mixed things up, so that it would always provide something like audibly interesting. I especially love after the first chorus when it jumps into the second verse, and then it almost becomes like a chopped and screwed version where it just like remixes the. Um, it like, like I would say, like maybe I would throw glitchy in there as well, um, just to keep things spicy and interesting. And it's just, uh, but then it always grounds you back into that, po- like that pre- that beautiful pre-chorus with the sample. Um, anyway, Uh oh, sorry, I just went on. That's just the first song, guys. Yeah. You yeah. are you curious to know what I'm going to talk about for the others? <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I am. Yeah. It's like. It's like oh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like feel like the single is actually my favorite song. What I've done a that a few side. times. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. not. <laughs> that's happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. Um, um. Anyway, uh, what else can we talk about? I mean, this song?
2: Uh, okay. I, need... I, I oh I I just wanted go. to go back to that. Just a key change about how they they, oh, yeah, they keep the they they keep the sample in there and like you can it's really easy to manipulate a uh, sample or any kind of audio recording but it just sounds like it, you, to keep a, a sample of, but in a different key I, that's also like it, it's not a big like technical feat i think but uh, you obviously have to think about that when you're if you want to do a key change um mm-hmm. and then the bass is going like the bass is going wild <laughs> in the in that section <laughs> oh too like yeah yeah it, it was great there um but one other thing I was thinking about with the whole like classical uh, sound of this is that like we heard some uh, like like a classical sort of composition at the for the intro of Woozy's single, and then mm-hmm. Pentagon right. went sort of like classical or with one of their songs. And I realized it, it's March, and I haven't made a. Q2 and beyond prediction yet. (laughs) I've been trying to think of something. I like, I barely, I based my, I know, I was like, rock seems, is one of the general, too broad? Yeah.
0: Yeah, too broad. I don't know.
2: Like, I don't know if I want to say like groups really doing something classical. One Mm. of the options was like space as a setting for uh, a lot of the videos. I feel like we've seen that. (laughs) So I don't know. I might have to pick something by the end of today because uh, okay. <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm leaning towards maybe space <laughs> just space <laughs> um, but yeah I feel like it, it's coming close to uh, Q2
0: actually so mm.
2: got to do something.
0: Um, what else can I talk about? Yeah. Uh... Honestly, I have nothing else more. I think I said a lot already. Yeah, that's more than I, mean, I usually yeah. do for a song.
1: We can move to the music video because I know there's a lot to talk about there too. Okay,
0: all right. So, um, accompanying this amazing song is, I think I can speak for the t- uh, for the t- other two co-leaders. Is a fantastic, perfect, um, just, just so over the top. Not, but not in like cheesy way, but just in a. Like stylistically and design-wise, and costume and set pieces, and just choreography, just visually, it it is a a perfect, perfect music video to accompany this amazing song. And um, yeah, I I don't want to. I I know I have to give more talk to Alan Mark because it sounds so much better when he says the things that I say. I want to say, um, <laughs> but I, I will say. This is a video that felt like uh, it, it, in the video there is many moments um, tying to a lot of um, art. I won't say specifically because that's you, Alamark, You're gonna you're gonna drop the knowledge on that. But this video felt like a work of art. Like it's not just your cookie cutter K-pop video. It felt like a lot of like it's like uh, like. If there was an Oscar for like, sh- <laughs> K-pop music <laughs> video shorts or something like that, like this would be nominated. It is, it is the Chloe. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna be like the Chloe Zhao of, um, of uh, K-pop videos. <laughs> uh, but no, it's 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 so. It's just some. It's just, I I you know I'm both. I'm like not surprised that Red Velvet would put something like this, but also very pleasantly surprised that we're actually able to see something like this. So sorry. That's how I'll start this conversation for the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Mark, there. you, you mentioned that um, Johann Sebastian Bach's uh, air on G-string was the sample throughout… Used at the beginning and throughout the song. But that's not the only thing, only reference they pulled. Like what is… Like somebody who's coming… Who wants to go check this video. Like what would you… How would you… What's your primer for them? Mm. Like how would you set them up for what they're about to experience?
1: I mean it's set up right there from the beginning with the first shot. Uh, it's Solgi leaning o- on a ladder leaning over a fence. And then you see a shot of… I believe it's Joy. Uh, with Yeti and Wendy behind her. and uh, And Irene just swings by. But Joy is in the water and already right there that's two or three specific uh examples so like this entire music video like they use a lot of uh references to like some a lot of different classical styles of painting as well so to match that classical sound so we see a lot of like impressionist work uh pre-raphaelite brotherhood work and even some rococo style visuals too um as well as the overarching theme of like of Hieronymus Bosch as well, which we'll get to a bit later, but uh, sticking with like the, just the first shots. Like they have, um, oh God, uh, I didn't type it down, but I have a tweet that I will have to look up, but um, like join the water that directly references. Um, Don't look it up. Painting Ophelia uh, right, right. by Malay. Uh, uh, Relays. He's, British, so I think it's Malays or something like that. But yeah, so the one when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is where they're going with the music video." I am excited, and they reference some Monet, they reference uh, some uh, Waterhouse as well. So yeah, it's like, and you see that visually a lot. So you see a lot of like the the paint stroke type of things. They just like superimpose the the members over like that art style. It's just really, really cool. You don't see that too much. I think Uh, like D.O.'s music video from last year kind of did that but then uh, that was more just like used as a cool art style while this is more like we're just referencing all this art. So
0: yeah. Um, And that's just the first like few seconds. (laughs) Um, Steven, what did uh, I guess what what were you? I mean, you saw the teaser. I'm I'm, I'm assuming, right? Like, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, they, yeah, I did. Yeah,
0: they do a lot of the they show a lot of the main uh the main shots. Uh, Sulgi right. and the black swan, black yeah, clown? yeah, black and like owl, those
2: other creatures. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They show like yellow birds and weird skull bird and everything like that. Um, I'm sure all references to something. Um Bosch. Uh, yeah, it's yes. all Hirona Miss Bosch. Yes. Uh and so what were you expecting, I guess, from from this video, from that teaser? Yeah. And then how what 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 ended up wh- what what ended up happening after you watched it fully? Like what what surprised you or what, what stuck out? for you, I, I guess, yeah. for this video.
2: I think really just a, everything surprised me. I didn't really know what to expect. I was really happy to see those those creatures and like this kind of return to this kind of dark thing that uh, Red Velvet does with a lot of their videos. And it, it was really mysterious and that's what I really wanted to get from uh, Red Velvet video. I, I loved those. Um, I just loved the, the fanciful and fantastical elements throughout um, and like yeah it, it was just you just kind of have to sit back and experience it um, and, and you realize like with every element from this release the, the song the choreography and the video like they all draw from these like older classical kind of fine arts from the like these like the visual art like these older paintings and then classical music and then what I would think is like ballet like choreography so I, I, it feels like a really complete concept um, but yeah this video just had had so much I, I think um, I guess at the end was just, I don't know if that was the most direct reference to the Bosch piece mm-hmm. or uh, so I, which I don't remember but I've been to the museum where it that that thing is held. I don't remember if I saw it. Um, it, that yeah that the piece is that the three panel thing. So I, I think I saw it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but yeah, the, I I just love the way those painting sequences looked, and I love that they brought it back later too, uh, mm-hmm. after the intro.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. I, I was trying to figure out um, all the. Because all the references, a lot of amazing people on Twitter and Reddit and whatnot have done some nice comprehensive, like, lists of every reference pulled. Um, but I guess on a—I I was trying to think, is there—did you guys catch anything on a, you know, not lore-wise, but on a, you know, Red Velvet? Oh, yeah. A bunch lore, like of stuff. Yeah, what— it, I if you could enlighten me like what what were what were some of the things that I, I, I was missing as far as like related to the whole um you know compilation of the the Revit festival yeah. storyline i guess or something like that or you don't I have guess, to go into detail well, yeah. i'm just like yeah, curious I, to see how it ties in
1: i guess the biggest part is that i feel like this uh, song and music video overall sort of like ties all the past Reva festival stuff together it has like the strangeness and quirkiness of Zimzella Bim uh with it uh matched with just like a bit uh like lyrically uh with Umpa Umpa because the chorus for for Umpa Umpa is Feel the Rhythm, and then this song's got Feel My Rhythm. Uh and then just sonically, that's a lot of uh of psycho, like that the strings and even aesthetically like. Uh, though this one's a lot brighter like Oompa Oompa is. It still touches upon the same things from uh, from Psycho. Uh, like there's shots of them in the garden when they're all wearing pink dresses. Um, someone uh, thought that that could be a reference to Psycho when they're all at the sewing machines. And uh, it's just spools of pink thread going to the sewing machine. So it's like, oh, are they making the dresses that they're wearing there in the garden? Stuff like that. Um, so those are like bits and pieces there. And there's also some theories where it like sort of ties into the entire like SMC… Uh, yeah. Culture. As SMCU. Oh. Where, where like, I don't know if it's specifically Kwangya, but it could be tied to like Taemin and stuff like that specifically because uh, um, the crown that Sulgi wears in the all black, that's the exact same crown that Taemin wore in the promotional photos for his Act 2 mini album at the end of 2020. So… And a lot of people there is like Tamin's sort of like one of the main bad guys of the SMCU. So and you sort of see that too. Like Sulgi's a little bit of the the a little evil in this music video too. Like subtly um, like offering the I guess strawberry to Joy. And it's like it's like sort of in a Snow White kind of way. Um, in one, in the, one of the last shots with them on the dresses in the garden. Everyone is smiling except for Sulgi. And Sulgi just then looks directly oh, at yeah. Joy. Oh, so Yeah. Like, well, yeah. yeah. What? So something might have happened in Cycle specifically Wait, because was
0: Sulgi not wearing shoes also? Uh was she walking barefoot? This. I'm kidding. I'm, that, that's a, I'm, that's be, I'm pulling a Beatles, uh, Abbey. Oh, road. yeah. yeah. Um, but, <laughs> sorry. Yeah.
1: But also, that could be tied to Psycho because
0: remember in Psycho,
1: that music video, she's the one staring at the mirror, but the mirror turns to look at her uh, like in Black Swan. So it's like, oh, could that be like a different version of Solgi there? Like the evil version of Solgi from that mirror that's like here to do whatever? I don't know. SMCU is complicated and I don't know a lot of that <laughs> lore yet. So, but I think like it's, Cool. I think generally with Red Velvet, they like to tie a lot of stuff together. Like motifs and imagery from past music videos to current and future ones. Um, I don't know if it's like they just want to do like quick nods before and now it's like, well, we've done all this. Let's turn it into a storyline.
0: Uh, all right. Um, like I said, we could talk f- about just the song for the whole mm-hmm. um, <laughs> episode. of So... Uh, I would love to come back, maybe not. It could be this episode or another episode. Uh, I'm not sure. We can maybe do a, a supplemental bonus thing. But um, if if you, what what are some final thoughts that you guys want to throw down for this music video? It could be anything, really. Visually, <laughs> choreo, clothing, anything.
2: Okay. Um, I want to just for, like first just say that like the outfits uh, they were like very you know as as classy as the song sounds and and fitting for like a, a type of fete where uh you would hear an ensemble <laughs> be playing like the that Bach piece live um, Yeah. so uh, and then the other thing is that the the Hieronymus Bosch piece it it is called the the Garden of Earthly Delights it is a, a triptych uh at the, the Prado Museum in, Sp- in Spain and um ah, there. um I, I feel like that piece it was referenced directly, especially at the the end. But um, that that piece it has a lot of detail. If you see, I've seen other uh, Bosch works, and it, if you see them up close, you kind of have to like look really closely to see all of the things happening in the scenes. Um, but I, what I liked about the video was that while it had a lot of detail, it just like laid everything out there and you didn't really need to look closely to see it, but you would just have to be able to recognize what it is, which I didn't like. I think what Alan Mark was just explaining with all of the the references, it's like, they're just there, but you just have to, you have to dig a little deeper um, without like the the video being itself the effort, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just very easy to just see. Yeah. Yeah. Tying to the
1: Bosch work as well, I think people like also represent Bosch's work with like… Um, well, Sulky has a lot of the… Like is tied to probably the Bosch painting the most in the music video. And uh, some people analyze his work to depict more like heretical points of view versus like the more classical like prettier stuff from the other artists that we see. So that's like another cool contrast and like why she may be a little bit villainous mm-hmm. in this music video. Um, but the, my very last note about uh, about it so between sulgi holding that ape and the k drama twenty five twenty one uh someone out there really wants to draw me into getting into fencing and I, uh yeah i now
0: I really really want to <laughs> I'll join you. I will happily join you. I will on guard you as as they say but, and and then you will touche me. I guess. Mm-hmm. Did I get that French right, Stephen? I'm not sure.
2: Uh, well, I if they're terms, I don't I don't know them. If they are for fancy, <laughs> they sound like you, sa- sounded like you said them right. Like, pronounce okay, them right. Perfect. But, yeah.
0: Perfect. All right. Um, so starting off very strong with track number one. Um, and can you believe there's five more for us <laughs> to talk about? Um, uh, so we'll, we'll move on to track number two entitled... Rainbow Halo, um, and I'll start us off with this conversation. And um, it's just me, or does this intro part kind of sound like it's very similar to Step Back by uh, Oh Yeah by GOT? Um, it's just very similar. You know, it's almost like the brighter, younger side of um, of Step Back, um, especially with like that drum line, uh, drum line ish esque beat throughout the whole song. The like the, like that do like that kind of a beat um but uh so that was my very first thought with this song but um you know you know i i was just, a lot of these songs on first listen i um i really you know I, I enjoyed it but then every single song seemed to be a great grower so i will also say this is my favorite song um, <laughs> on the album but Maybe not. Who knows? Uh the the way the chorus. uh I'm gonna quickly jump to the chorus um because I I really loved um I, I felt the synths were very, very strong in this song. Um, especially in the chorus. It had these kind of like stretched out, elongated, whiny. <clears throat> Sorry, whiny type synths happening. And there would be like this little like chiptune-ness happening in the background or also with the synths, I guess, as well. Um, I think what this song gave was a nice, um, I don't know, It, it it's… Because when you're coming from Feel My Rhythm, it's very hard to like, you know, be the next song. And so this, I think the the positioning for this song wanted to kind of flip things around Make it, you know, a little bit chanty, but just uh, at the same time, be a little bit more modern in its sounding. Um, And I think it really accomplished that. Uh, There's some parts later in the song that I I would love to call out, but if you guys call it out for us, by all means. Um, But Steven, um, when we're coming from Feel My Rhythm, um, how does does a song like Rainbow Halo... uh, what what's it? What's it mean to you? I guess this song, like as far, as far as like its placement, and then the next yeah. song you're you're getting after this song after Feel My Rhythm, I guess.
2: Yeah, you know, I I think I was hoping to get more like like straight velvet sounds from this album, and then I feel like we were getting like we were getting there with this song, and I was happy to hear it. Right after uh, the title track, I also I, I I have this gold pen that I use for marking all of my favorites and Ooh, pens. This one I I I didn't even bring out because like if I I was just gonna mark every song like um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like I was gonna plan to do that when I was writing my notes but then I was like okay here's another really good song I mean yeah it. Like this song is just it, it has such a great groove. It's just like as cool as you like. Um it, it feels like it's it's in no rush to get to where it's going. Um like with the pre-chorus, there there's a it, it has those snares. It's almost a it's like they feign doing that speed up with the snares into the chorus, but they, they do a couple faster, but then it just slows down again and then it just qu- you really enter coolly into the, the chorus, which which is really good. It has I think it has that more memorable repeated part with the Rainbow Halo dance uh lines. But like the the first half melody, it's really good too. It has it's like it felt really chic to me. And uh I, I, I liked it a lot. It had the sense that you were mentioning, I was thinking of the band Prep, um, who did a remix of one of I think Oh, I forgot what their last song or, was I think it was a Queendom, but it was on that, yeah. yeah it was on on that list of remixes that they they mm-hmm. released recently. And then they had that sax. I was like, I'm not gonna make this Alan Mark's thing, but I did think about him when this kind of sax thing started yeah. playing. And I know I love I loved it here. <laughs> so yeah. Um yeah, there's a lot also I, I really like just about the mood and the feeling of this song. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, speaking of that sax, I think this is one moment where the saxophone is perfect for where it is. Um, Like, uh, I think it's a live sax, too. It sounds like it, especially when it starts wailing in the last chorus. I thought that was really cool. Um, But yeah, I think I'm actually really happy that saxophone is there because I think otherwise I would have not thought too much of the chorus um, but that saxophone added that extra element that rated, made it really smooth to go along with the groove that this song has. Uh, I think this song is also a really good example of just sequencing on an album overall, like Chuck touched upon it. Um, I like that it's between Feel My Rhythm and then Track 3 as well, which are two more bombastic sounding songs. So this album really gave us a bit more... like. Uh, it gave us a couple breaks in between all of those more energetic stuff, which I really enjoyed. I think overall the sequencing is really good, um, but I think if there's one moment in this song that I like absolutely every time, it gets there. Like I sometimes even uh, like go back in the track to listen to it again right away. It's that bridge. That bridge has such great moments, especially the second half of it, where um, like it starts off really quiet and really soft and low. Um, but then when it goes into the build up section i think that's uh wendy and joy um God, that melody is just so so good um and like especially as a lead into the last chorus um <clears throat> it's like it's just so well done like red velvet's one of those groups where it's like you like you know they're gonna have a good bridge like they just have great bridges in their songs, and this one is one of like it, that one. This one's up there, but ah, oh, man.
0: The the bridge is great too because it it does this wonderful stacking of sounds. Um, oh, the camera's there. Sorry, gotta yeah, stare at you, stare directly into the camera for you guys. Um, the sorry, that was weird. Uh, the the stacking of the the different the layering of the song uh, of the instruments is so so beautiful um i was like picking out so many wonderful um notes there's like uh this i think it's like a i don't know if it's a xylophone or like a weird not a marimba like it's just some some like hollow wooden tone happening if you guys just take a quick listen at the bridge just to like but it just and then there's like the my favorite like galactical sounds that I always like to, to point out, um, like just firing off in the back, the phasers. anyway, the point is, uh, I just wanted to add more exclamation points to how much I also love the bridge. Um, but specifically, I if I if I'm listening to this correctly, um, I think Solgi in this part uses her lower register. And uh-huh. it you, you rarely get to hear that. And when you do, it is wonderful. And it's just so, so pleasant and so good. Um, and uh, I'm very proud that I'm slowly learning everyone's voices. I'm very bad with picking out voices. But Red Velvet, it is very easy to hear mm-hmm. all five amazing voices. So, um, yeah, saxophone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, are you guys begging for me to move on to the next track or do you guys… Want I have one to more to quick note more that this? I think is really cool
1: from this song uh, specifically. So uh, the chorus, this is a really cool thing too, where on the first beat of it, they introduce like a heavier percussion right on that one at the start. Uh, and it coincides with the lyric, the place where you thump fell. And it coincides with like when they say the word thump. And I thought that was really cool. It's like uh-huh. very, really cool text painting. So… Yeah, it just like all throughout the album, like there's like really subtle, cool <laughs> things like that. Um, that just help elevate it in very like
0: cool ways. Nice. All right. Um, let's talk about one more song before we uh, take a much-needed break from all this uh, outpouring love of uh, these first two tracks. Uh, so track number three, um, Stephen, I'm gonna beg you… Okay. To talk about this song for me. Um, so, why don't you go for me and speak for me and, um, got it, dance for me? Anyway, Steven, just take okay. it. Yeah. So,
2: Beg for Me is, it's just, it's a jam. Um, it's like a full on velvet track. Mm-hmm. And, Chuck, you had already used the word spicy <laughs> earlier on for um, oh, sorry. the first song, but like, that's the word I was going to use for for this from me. This is definitely
0: like this is uh, oh, spicy. For How, there, there's a French yeah. way to say it. There, yeah, that's this.
2: Oh, what is it? It's pic- no spicy is better. I think it's like piquant yeah. in
0: French. It's like, oh, no, right, no, no, yeah, no, no, spicy, but better.
2: yeah, but just within Red Velvet's like discography, I feel like this is one of the more <laughs> one of the more like yeah spicy songs up there, and it, it, I mean. Okay, there was a, s- a song. The bass line reminded me of. I'm gonna mention that later because it's it's not important. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this song it really it just gets straight to the point right away. Like it gives you that that chorus, um, and and that I felt like the the chorus also had this very typically like Red Velvet sound with those shouts in there, and like I think. I, I really like hearing those where they go like, yeah, you're so crazy, <laughs> like the, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, and then one of my favorite parts of this was just the way Joy came in in the second verse, where where in that section, the instru- you, get, you have the bass, you have these really soft keys, and then this just shimmering guitar, the way Joy and then Sogi after her just following each other, it, it's perfect. And then you get that line, <laughs> "Bring out your freak." It, it's it's like, it, it's it's really it's, it's hard to put put into words. Um, can can but, can
1: yeah. I? Since you just talked about that second verse, I do like yeah. I have a quick note about that second yeah, verse yeah, too because yeah. it is like, because when they sing it, it's not only like that they like how they sing it with the tone, but they also drag the melody a little bit. It's like. It feels like it's a little late but it works in a such a good way it's like and like the way it's done too it is like the sexiest way to sing that yeah it's like i uh, like related to i mentioned it during how Hyo sings the chorus in their song first time from taste of love it has like that same effect and it's just uh that's just such a good like vocal performance and vocal directing and doing that uh Especially with those two like higher tones, uh, yeah. that they have it like literally
0: gives me chills every time I listen to that second verse. Yeah, uh,
2: um,
0: I don't have much more to add. Uh, Stephen saying spicy and Alan Mark. Every time we get to drop a, a sexy phrase on this podcast, I you know you know we're we're meaning uh, you know we're serious. <laughs> Um, We're wholesome, but yeah, we are very wholesome. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes we uh, get to our velvet side. Um, but uh, I want to just point out um, some just key moments for me. Um, one being the 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 main hook uh, synth at the one that starts the the whole song, and I just love I love a good sawy sounding synth, and that synth was just an earworm um, in my in my head, and I just it it was the basis for the groove I think for me, and I <laughs> the very first note I wrote for this song was like okay at that intro because mm. um, it the whole the just the chant of the. Dance for me, work for me, back, like that uh, whole thing is, mm. is just so good. It's just <laughs> what a great way to start it, and because like that is the the post chorus, I think, when um, mm-hmm. they just ha- they hit hit you hit hit it with you for the intro, and just you're immediately hooked. Um, and then another um, sound bite is the whole oh, the oh woo, like that part. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Just so, just little sound bites that I just really yeah. enjoyed. And um,
1: like, I feel like that uh, woo is like a direct reference to, like, you know, in like cartoons when like the characters see like someone like, that's really attractive like, uh, and uh, they do uh, like that. Yeah. They do like yeah, that yeah. wolf, like, oh uh, kind of say, like, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's like
0: a dir- like directly that's referencing great. that, but in like a, a cool way. <laughs> um, I don't, I wrote this down. I don't know if it's valid. Um, of course it's uh, valid. but, uh, but uh, this is my favorite song on the album. Oh so. never. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. But but really my, my note is um uh, I I was getting little hints uh like w- when the trappiness part of the song hit, um I was kind of reminded of Psycho in a way when the mm-hmm. trap hits in that song. And um I don't know. I, I just wrote that down. Something something that kind of triggered my mind. Um but I you you guys I, I think it's well documented that i really like psycho mm-hmm. no i really like bad boy no bad boy and psycho mm. um i i don't know who did was it billboard uh or rolling stone i forget uh but somebody uh forgive me for not knowing your name I'll, I'll i'll link it down in the description for the podcast below but they ordered oh no no was it uh i forget anyway it doesn't matter um they ordered all Every Red Velvet song. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. uh, Tasia Assis, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. that was off of NME, I believe. Yeah, NME. Sorry, thank you, thank you very much. Um, and uh, I, I'm gonna have to go look at that list and see if if I, if I jive with it. But yeah, it's, shout out Tasia. She does a good word. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, that's this. This is a it was a banger, another banger. So yeah. Uh, oh man, yeah. This, I mean, y'all.
1: Uh, the bridge, Wendy has rap lines again. That uh, it's like the second time. The first time you only heard that was in Pose. This one, it's so effa- like it's so effective because like she uses her lower lower register and it sounds really really cool. Yeah, especially here. It's really cool. <laughs> um And then it, and then that bridge also eventually leads to that last chorus where you have Sulgi doing the crooning like. The beg for me, beg for me running lines. And I uh it's already do- documented on here that Sulgi is my ultimate bias out of all of K pop. So um yeah. Like I <laughs> literally in my notes, I, I wrote down I am not okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to this uh, the song every, I am
0: not okay. <laughs> every time I look at a red vel- velvet. Music video. I I'm always thinking about how um, you are a huge fan of Solgi, and I just all I could think of was like, "Go, Alan Mark, go, little <laughs> rock star!" Just always like nonstop like content for you. Um, I'm Irene S- Steven, I don't know if we did we in the Kingdom you, I- episode. Did we? <laughs> do, did we define? I forget. Did you oh, say you're Joy or Wendy? Mm, I forget.
2: No, okay. I also was right? My bias was also soggy and Red velvet. Yeah. Okay, not, okay. not. I don't, I don't know if I even have an alt, but mm. um, like I remember in the draft last year, I was like, oh yeah, I'll give LMR <laughs> <laughs> like I had first pick, but I was like, okay, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um. But I mean, but Tayon was, no, was like, was like a, a, an incredibly perfect yeah. pick. So yeah,
0: I don't know who my alt is, and I don't know if it, I'll ever I, have Yeah, one. I don't. But it's fine. I'm very it's very commendable that you can definitively say that you have an alt. Yeah, it's that tough is, when
1: you're a multi. I mean, like yeah, I have a lot of biases, but um, yeah, but yeah, just Red Velvet is just that has always been up there for
0: me. So yeah, yes. All right. Um, yeah. Oh okay. Um, I know uh, we want to keep talking about uh, the rest of the album, but we're going to have to take a quick break, catch our breath. Um, take um, a cold shower, maybe? Take a cold <laughs> shower, yes. Yes. And um, when we come back, we will have a game brought to you by me, and we will talk about the final three songs of the River Festival 2022, Feel My Rhythm. Uh, see you on the B-side. Welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know, we like to play a game when we come back from break. And this week's game is brought to you by me. So, in honor of this album and beautiful music video that we were presented for Feel My Rhythm, um, I decided to do a, you know, a pretty… It might be easy. It might be hard. I'm not sure. might be very easy for Alamark. Uh, because he is probably more familiar with it. Um, but I will I will go ahead and set you guys up for this song. So or not song for this game. All right. Let me share my screen, share sound, and away we go. All right, gentlemen. We are <laughs> at at the front Mm. of the Musée d'Orsay. Ah, yes. Musée d'Orsay, yes. Um, A museum in France that houses wonderful pieces. And what is the name of the game, you're asking? Well, my friends, it is entitled... Right? It is entitled... Feel My Impression. Ooh. How you can eat Ooh. Game 63, I believe. I hope I got that number right. All right. At the 63. end of Feel My of the Feel My rhythm music video, all 5 members of Red Velvet were <laughs> transported into the world of paint. Unable to escape, they decided to recreate a whole bunch of their past music videos in paint form to hopefully break the spell and return to the real world. Alan, Mark, and Steven, your goal is to correctly identify as many music videos as possible. Then, and only then, will they be able to leave (laughs) the Revit Festival 2022. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to show you a piece to the right are all your choices. There are 17 pieces to identify. So... Just, just because yeah, yeah. a lot of them will be instantly recognizable, so I just <clears throat> went for quantity to okay. see who would Great. get the right answers. Great. Um, at the end, you guys will just tally up the points yourself, and you just let me know. Okay. <laughs> uh, how much you guys got? <laughs> All right. So, are you guys ready to break them free? The yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Gotta Painting cruise. number one <clears throat> is a. Uh, is by a impressionist artist named Mary Cassatt. <laughs> K- wow. So, is this any uh, which music video? Well, you have a little list on the right to pick from. Which music video is this painting from? All right. It's
2: gonna be hard to know which ones I <laughs> haven't <dancing>. right. answered <laughs> Okay.
0: All right. <clears throat> Um, Well, would you guys like some time to write down all these choices? Um, You guys are good. I think I'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I'll be okay. (laughs) I think I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll know all of them. All right. Piece number two is by Max Lieberman, entitled Bubblegum Palace. Okay. Perfect. Take your time. Give you guys a couple seconds wonderful piece by the way painstakingly made beautiful oh yeah i forgot to mention i will be your docent for this uh mm-hmm. guide today so all right moving on to piece number three is from joaquin Sorolla, wow. entitled colorful sewers <laughs> <laughs> yes wonderful um Great use of colors in this one. Um, <laughs> Artist really um, took attention to detail. Uh, you can really see the the way the each member is paint like painstakingly painted their legs, perfect shapes and everything like that. Wonderful. All right, next piece is from of course John Singer Sargent, uh. entitled "Entertaining Park." Yes, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yes, um, uh, and this artist um, really went for a ride, if you will, uh, <laughs> for this piece. So, um, lots of lots of great movement you can see clearly, and um, yeah, it's a it's full orchestra, if you will. Okay, next piece is from Gustave Kaiobot, Ca- 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 ba- 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 it's my first day uh, at the <laughs> Musee d'Orsay, so I'm still learning a lot of these names. But this piece is entitled Six Feet Apart. Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. Wow. I know, very, very, um, Recent? very progressive oh. for, for its time, yes. Mm. Little did this artist know, um, <clears throat> we would be living this piece in our modern day. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Next piece is from Berthe Morisot, entitled... <laughs> Afternoon ghosts. That's right. So scary, if you will. Um, you can see great attention to detail with the way the light is shining through. Very hard to capture reflections back then, but <laughs> using the right pigments, you can um, you can make somewhat realistic looking impression impressionist paintings. Yes, very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next, next up, we have. Uh, a Renoir, yeah, from Pierre <laughs> August Renoir. entitled, And the piece is entitled Road Leads to Rock. Yes. Um, a lot of brushstrokes were made for this piece. You could see a lot of the stacking happen. Um, it's not just one. It's a lot of dabs, a lot of pointillism, if you will, for this impression piece, yes. Um, great great use of um, what I like to call tutti-frutti colors. Um, not an official term, uh, granted, but um, the the effect of the shadows within the figures gives a really Rorschach-type impression. And um, it's really um, up to the viewer's interpretation which uh, figures they're seeing in front of you. Are they five members of Red Velvet? Are they... Um, Giant obelisks, who knows? All right, moving on. Um, this is an Auguste Rodin and entitled <coughs> Spooky Town. <laughs> yes, ah, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, classic, classic piece. Um, very, very, um, highly sought after. So, we're very lucky to have it in our mm-hmm. collection this uh, this uh, season. So, um, again, wonderful. Formations in the, the, the subject matter that uh, this person was painting. And um, if you take a look at the background, there's a beautiful gradient happening with some sort of like um, dark sunset in the background. Yeah, lots of um, lots of great <laughs> imagery going on over here. Okay, next up we have a Matisse. Yes, a Matisse. Henry Matisse, of course. Um, his One of his famous pieces entitled... Desert. Dessert. Yep, that's right. That's correct. Um, um, Really had to go in the middle of, um, I'm assuming, I don't know how many deserts there are in Europe, but uh, maybe if they went further south across the Mediterranean or something, there might be more deserts there. But found a good desert, and again, found five random people (laughs) just dancing in the middle of the desert for some reason, so... Mm -hmm. Great, great pieces. Okay, and next we have a Monet. Mm. Uh, this is actually my favorite because this, you can really feel the emotion. Um, just the sense, the voidness in the background and just the dimly lit floor. Just really, really, um, really beautiful all around. Just makes you feel things you know. Um, this piece is entitled Dancing in a Room. Go figure, right? All right, next. We have a Paul Cezanne, I believe. That's right. Uh, let me just radio somebody. Uh, yeah, is it uh, pronounced Cezanne or Cezanne? You're the janitor. Okay, all right. Um, can you get me somebody who can help? You don't even work here. How are you on this radio? Just just, just stop talking. Okay. Um, okay, so I don't know how to pronounce it, but the piece is entitled Jungle Boogie. Yeah, very, very early piece. Um uh, very early on in this person's career if you will so uh, might might be a little hard to remember but definitely a favorite of Suzanne stands there so <laughs> all right and we have a piece by Edward Hopper entitled moonlit island yes um, you could say the backgrounds a little starry 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 skies you know a little a little little um, Beautiful inspiration there. Um, If you see in the background, there is a famous um, light tower that, uh, or lighthouse, sorry, if you will, Um, that I don't know the name of, but yes, uh, it's very hard to paint sand right there. And so, um, great, great use of uh, brushstrokes all around as well. And is that it? Nope, there's one more, or a couple more. Uh, This one is from. Camille Pizarro in st- entitled Stained Bad Boy. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, you don't get to see a lot of stained glass pieces uh, in the work of Impressionalism. Usually it's just, you know, docks or trees or lilies in water, you know. But for some reason this artist decided to go inside this magical, colorful-looking cathedral and captured some beautiful stained glass work. All right. Um, okay, this one is a Degas, Edgar Degas, of course. Um, of course. In, with his piece entitled Archaic Technology. I just had no idea how he was able to um, see so far to the future because there's a lot of, um, you know, pretty futuristic for, for his time, you know. Um, so very very visionary artist, uh, if you will. Um, but yes, love the way the uh, the paint kind of looks like it's layered on top of each other, and um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> this guy, this guy was a real smarty. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. a real smarty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, uh, this one is an Alfred Sisley, entitled Majestic Pillars. Um, love the fact that not only are there beautiful um, pastelly pillars, but actually all five members of Red Velvet are doing their best impression of the pillars as well. So I think that's why they call it Impressionalist, because uh, it's, it's they're really trying to copy the, uh-huh. <laughs> the surrounding nature. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Alfred Sisley, eh? more like <laughs> Alfred uh, something else. <laughs> <laughs> gonna give away the answer.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Okay, man, <laughs> we have Happy Mondrian and entitled Adult Swim. Yes. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Adult Swim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nothing more to say <laughs> except beautiful pastel colors. Uh, beautiful orange hair and blonde hair. Uh, Lots of colored hair going on in this one. So wonderful. Should I go orange? You should. <laughs> and I think this is our last one. It is a uh, Edward the,
2: the right number. <laughs> I was like okay, good, yeah. on the wrong
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um so I think this is number 17, our seventeen our final piece in the collection, um Edward Manet, entitled Star Burst Explosion. And again, very beautiful use of colors, very vivid, very um stylistic beautiful all around okay um I think that's it I freaked out you don't have to send Chuck I freaked out you don't have to send Chuck your answers I think it'd be unfair if I went back so do you does anybody need a quick refresher I'll just quickly flash them
2: I think think I'm okay the first five just I just want to see them again
0: okay Going back. There you go. This is number one. Okay. This is number two. This is number three. This is number four. And this is number five. Okay. Okay. Six. Okay. All right, so I'll just leave it up to you guys to uh, send me the, uh, to give me the correct number. <clears throat> okay, I trust you guys. I know you guys will won't do me wrong. So let's get through. Let's see which music videos these pieces were actually called. Okay. Starting with number one, Rainbow Pinwheel. Nope, <laughs> it is entitled, of course, Power Up. Yes, from twenty eighteen. You might remember. I think this is the one with the auxiliary cord it's being plugged <laughs> into the pineapple. pineapple. Yep. Is that yeah. The one? Yep. Yep. That's this one. Yep. All right. Next one. Not Bubblegum Palace. It is called Sappy 2019 from their Japan album. Uh, I, I think it was just a single. The first Japanese album's coming out in like a, a, a week, like okay. two weeks. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Colorful sewers? Um, nope. It's what we talked about before. It's of course Queendom from 2021. All right, entertaining park. <laughs> that should have been a good, big giveaway because this is Sims of the Beam for 2019. Six feet apart. Yes, very future. Very. Very futuristic, but uh, hopefully my my clues helped you out if you really needed it because this is actually called Rookie, yes, from earlier years, earliest years of Red Velvet. Okay, afternoon ghost. Ah, get it, peekaboo, <laughs> 2017. Get it. <laughs> All right. Road leads to rock. This is a very iconic scene in this music video. It's actually black and white, if you could imagine. Um, That's right. It is Bad Boy from 2018. I colorized it to trick you, but I'm pretty sure it didn't trick you guys. Spooky Town.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite road that (laughs) ends. Spooky Town, and then. The thinker, I think. Are my <laughs> <opinion>. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: yes. Uh, actually, um, this is entitled Really Bad yeah, Boy I From believe 2018. Camille
2: yeah. did. She was the actual artist. Or
0: I I not yeah. this isn't their
2: story. There's a movie about him. We yeah. watched
0: it in French class. And, yeah. yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um this Matisse, uh Desert Dessert, Yep, that was a give- big <clears throat> giveaway because it's Ice Cream Caked from 2015. Mm. That's right. Dancing in a Room. I was thinking of some way to make it very obvious, like manual, <laughs> manual something, but I thought Dancing in a Room would be good for, of course, Automatic from the 2015 time. Okay, Jungle Boogie. <clears throat> Again, I really feel like Alamark has seen all these stills because he needed to find fruit and food from each video. So I didn't need va- to. I just did. <laughs> he's very familiar with a lot of these scenes. Um, but it. this is, of course, from Happiness from 2014 <laughs> when there were only four people. All right. Um, this t- this piece, Moonlit Island, is actually... You guessed it. <laughs> Oompa Oompa from 2019. And... This this is not a Red Velvet song, although it is lay- marketed under Red Velvet. You obviously got this right because who could forget this iconic scene from Irene and Solgi's Monster 2020. And I hope that, that Degat clue really clued you in because you were definitely a smart, smart, and not <laughs> a dumb <dumb-dumb>. dumb 2015. <laughs> Um, and again oh, impression- yeah. oppressionism paintings mm. doing their best impression of these majestic pillars um, you would have to be insane to be that rigid that's right it's psycho Alfred Psycho Lee Psycho 2019 all right Adult Swim uh, more like um, Imperialist Roulette <laughs> <laughs> Shot fired, <laughs> 2016. Very very uh, relevant of the time. Yes, that's right. And last but not least, Starburst Explosion. is of course, Cookie Jar 2018. All right. So, guys, why don't you message me separately the number that you got? And I will... Tell you who the winner is. <laughs> a good oh. Oh. oh wow. Actually. <laughs> Just lie, Steven. No. <laughs> Just lie. Just lie. It's okay. Let's let's move on to the topic. okay, uh, okay. I got this many right. <clears throat> Alright, so looks like we have a tie. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh. Um, Of course, I should have expected (laughs) that Alamark would be our winner. Steven, you had a very respectable 12 correct of you missed five. I'm sure it's probably the early ones or the Japan release that really tricked you Um, there. Um, But of course, our resident Revel of... Got all of them correct <laughs> as to be expected. How, 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 who would have expected anything different? Uh, <laughs> but for fun, we will go over the tiebreaker questions just to see if you can get it right. Okay, tiebreaker time to test your art history. Um, here we go. This still from in my feelings oh. is a reference to Ophelia by John Everett Millais. Malai, Millais. Again, my first day at the job here. Your question is which year did this piece come out? Uh Steven, you can uh, just guess for fun, yeah. I'll what do you
2: think? Go, of this go be 1862.
0: Okay? And Alamark, what is your guess?
2: I guess 72.
0: Okay, you are both incorrect. It was no, actually 18, 1852. Okay. Uh, I
2: swear they had not developed these uh, techniques. Uh, <laughs> to...
0: All right, and your final tiebreaker question would have been, What what is the name of this Monet piece? Oh. Is it oh. A, Majestic Monet and her boy, B, Mother Monet and her child, or C, Madame Monet and her son? What do you think? I'll start with you, Alamark. I'll go C. Okay.
2: I'll go B
0: again. It's C. It's C. <laughs> <Correct. laughs> Alamark, you would have won the tiebreaker regardless. So no harm, no foul, Steven. Congratulations on win- winning. Feel my impression. Thank you guys for playing. That's I worked great. really hard in this yeah, game. Yeah, it was really because good. I love you guys and I love Red Velvet. Peace!
2: Like how like when did you decide to put that all th- like did you already know it was going to be art themed by Monday? <laughs> like the answer lot.
0: is no. I figured out the game after yeah. I watched the music video. Wow. Yeah. Um, I had this is actually the third iteration of the game. Oh that I my thought we god. Could play. Oh Yeah. Because I saw the ballet themes oh. and I knew… I, I was like, okay, maybe I can… Oh, no, no. I was thinking, you know, ballet uh, music box. So I was going to make music box versions of all the songs. Oh. And I was like, that's too much work. <clears throat> wow. Then I was like, what if I take popular ballet songs and then splice um, acapella versions oh of all God. the Red Velvet songs? And, and I was like, that's, again, too much work. And so when I saw the music video, I was like… Perfect. Yeah. Make impressionist <clears throat> pictures. Okay. Anyway. Congratulations, Alan Martin. Thank you. You are… You are… You 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 were and still and will be forever the biggest Red Velvet fan out of the three of us. I mean, <laughs> when you make a PowerPoint presentation… Oh, yeah. I did of do that. You, of course you were I are. forgot I did yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let us continue… The talk of the final three songs. And of course, since Alamark started us off for side A, we are going to have him start us off for the B-side. So Alamark, track number four, entitled Bambolio. What are your thoughts on this mediocre song? Oh
3: my
1: god. So this is… Well, okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, first,
1: same producers, uh, same writing team that wrote the title track "Feel My Rhythm." So, um, already a great start even before playing. Um, and yeah, and then now we get this '80s synth pop, almost city pop inspired song, uh, which is another really nice change of pace. Uh, it sort of reminds me of their song "If" um, from the the Perfect Red Velvet. Uh or the perfect velvet, as well as like mixing that with Brave Girls as We Ride. I think that's like a really nice like mixture of the two. Um, it's just another this song is so good. Like, um if I had to point out like one specific thing, I love the chorus, the melodic line, the when they sing the word uh bamboleo. The, Bambaleo, and then go into their head voice. It's so pretty. Na, 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 na,
0: na. It's yeah. uh,
1: it's just so pretty and it's uh it's a song about just like letting loose and dancing. Bamboleo is uh dance terms meaning mm. to like sway, swing, wobble stuff like that. So it's just like uh, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, it's just it's so good. Um yeah, I'm just going to start off with sheer emotion right now. So
0: yeah, that's I'm I I would join you with that um, I mean, it's city pop, so you know the three of us are immediately going to love it. But it's not just any city city pop. It is city pop that sounds like it would have been made back then because that's how re- revolutionary that sound was back then. And it's still influencing everyone to this day. And I feel like that is the caliber of this song. It is such a good city pop song. Um Song in general, but just city pop specifically, very like a beautiful example of city pop. Um, and while those songs typically make me feel energized and hopeful, as what that city pop was, you know, created for. Um, Like Alan Mark was saying, this version of city pop puts me at ease. It just makes me feel comfortable and just just melts me. It. It doesn't make me want to, like, dance. It just makes me want to, like… Well, of course, it makes me want to dance. But, you know, it just… It makes me want to, like, just groove and melt away and everything. And so, just great, great everything. Great examples. Um, Steven, I'll leave it to you to point out any instruments you want. um, Mm. Because every every instrument is a (laughs) perfect… Iteration of what that instrument mm-hmm. to sound like for a city pop song. So, Stephen, um, as a resident city pop um, aficionado, Am I? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you, you're, you're the one who you're uh, the one who first brought the term city pop to this podcast. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> so you, by default, sure. are the aficionado. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, you you hear the kind of some of those hallmarks of of city pop, where you have the the bass, I feel like they really emphasize the mm-hmm. the upbeats with the bass. It's like the... But it's just really, on this album, it's not just a bop after bop. It's like killer bass after killer bass. And it, this one, is, it's so good. Um, it, it's not just the bass. Like It has all those, those Tom's fills that you hear, and it gives you one right at the beginning to bring you into the song after the intro. Uh, yeah what else I mean I think this is just like a top tier B side Um, it's 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 so good in the melody um, I feel like they I I don't know if they are like accidentals for this uh, song but whatever they are those notes uh, they just captivate and I felt like I was just wrapped in this song and always wanted to come back to those that melody in in the chorus Um, but uh, oh yeah the the one instrument I do have to mention it's just that that overdriven guitar yeah uh that's just soloing it, it like a genuine solo, and then we get another like background solo in the end that really makes the song it it gives it some energy while keeping it it, it gives still keeping us relaxed or like kind of at ease as you're as you're saying Chuck um I, I really love this song. Um yeah, I don't know what else, what else. Uh I I have I feel like I haven't really mentioned many members here, but I wrote down Wendy a lot that I haven't mm. and I, my notes haven't I haven't mentioned her, but like her her notes in the like her high notes in the bridge, like her ad-libs there, they they were Typically amazing, Wendy, uh, and I, I will also uh, shout out her earlier rapping on uh, thing for Me" and and mm-hmm. some and her brief lines on "Rainbow Halo." <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Just I really love this. It could be my favorite, but it's I don't know. It's really hard.
0: Um, sorry, I'm just gonna cut cut uh, in front of you, Alan Mark. Um, it's fine. The I. I wanted to… Uh, I love that little hook that they start you off with. The whole left to the left to the right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually going to be my next da, note anyway. To the left to the right. Da, yeah. It's just, um, it just sets you up so beautifully for this song. And um, and yes, I, I also think this is the best song in the <laughs> album. Or is it? Uh but I have to pick it, right? Because it has Leo in it, and I'm a Leo, and I love... <laughs> Below. Anytime I love how any time I'm uh, referenced in a song, so... Of course. Um, what else can we talk about this song? It's just... Yeah, no, that... It, it's it, That bridge, no, no, okay, though, you
1: mentioned that, like... Like, it's not only, like... It's the chromaticisms and that chord progression <laughs> together that just make it so cool, but it's like... They do it the first time, it just loads, goes up. And then after that, it, it then dips down And the second time they sing it. I like that they didn't just like repeat the same thing. It was really cool. I don't know. It, that's, yeah. that's also probably my favorite part of the song. Besides the guitar that Steven mentioned. It's… Ugh. um Yeah, I don't know, man. Ugh.
0: I, I, felt, I felt like I was just listening to the second verse of Feel My Rhythm in just a second there. Because <laughs> you… Because you had like glitched out oh, I did? Um, <laughs> your Wi-Fi. Was, yeah. Oh, but whoops.
2: We could still hear you. Yeah, like, we could still hear you. Right, right. yeah. I was wondering while you were yeah. uh,
0: reacting to it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. good.
2: It was okay, good, good, good. Anyway, well, you're fine.
0: <laughs> you're back now. I mean, okay. it's… I. When you like a song so much, you… It's… You, you want to find the… Or when something is so good, you want to find the faults to find… Um, to To bring it back down to earth, but just like I did with the, all the songs before "Bambolio," this song, right from the jump, it oh, I knew, like I knew the three of us were gonna love it so much, mm-hmm. and it is just, it is just, I, I just, the fr- very first listen. I don't know if you, you probably got you guys probably do this too, but um, the very first listen, you just listen to the whole album, and then. Then you start formulating your thoughts. It, it this album is so good that I didn't want to write notes for it. I just wanted to keep listening to the song, and I felt like more, more, more so than in any other release. Um, a lot of this uh, this album is just feeling, and the the feeling that this song gives you is just um, pure happiness. Um, not to take from the, the <laughs> other single happiness, but. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's just it just makes me feel so good and it's just the I don't know there's so many City Pops that we've covered uh, since we started the podcast but it's just I don't know I'm just forgetting them for some reason and this is the only one that's standing out in my mind um, it's just so good so good um, <laughs> yeah I don't so good, don't good. another Red say. Velvet song yeah <laughs> They just—they've taken the whole dictionary, haven't they? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to call over Bumbleeo? Just—just go listen to it, people. Yeah. You don't need—you don't need us to tell you. It's—it's it's good. You don't even need to listen to this, the rest of this podcast. <laughs> just go listen to the album. You're fine. You don't need our—you don't need our opinions. Just the same. It's the same feeling you're having. <laughs> okay. Um, well, guys, I want to move on to track number five. Um, uh, I guess it's a spaghetti western, if you will, because the the track is entitled "Good, Bad, and Ugly," and I I will start to say that the the backside of this album, I but my notes have started deteriorating (laughs) because I felt like I didn't really need to write any notes anymore, like the the back. The back end of the the, of this album is just finished just so strongly in um well I don't know, it's just it's I can't would you guys consider this a predominantly velvet album, red album, or a combo of both? Like
1: Uh, I'd say it's just both just gut feeling. I think it's both. I, I
0: would say both as well. I don't think um, they've really had a pure red
1: or velvet album since maybe Power Up or what was that? Oh okay. Summer Magic I
0: think was that album. That makes sense. Yeah, cater to both spectrums. Um well, uh, if if we're like, you know, putting these songs in a spectrum, I would categorize Good Bad and Ugly right up there with Beg for Me for like pure velvetness. It's just Right off the bat, just hits hit you with the velvet side very hard. Um just smooth, smooth instrumentation, smooth vocals. Um, I I will argue that I think this for me, just two days listening to it might have the best vocal performance mm. all around. Um, I mean, we'll get to in my dreams later. But <laughs> um as far as like just the range it kind of goes through and the different textures and the feelings I think vocal wise it's so good um the, the what can what else can I say the the trumpet um I don't know if it's a sample or a live trumpet um the one that just kind of uh if somebody can help me with a better musical term the, the just the like the, the it almost feels like a freestyling trumpet in the background the whole like better better like that 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 uh-huh. that part. Um and then even the uh the horn riff um that happens. Uh I think I don't remember if it's in the pre-chorus or the chorus itself. Um is wonderful. And I put two stars next to this note because I loved, love, love, loved the chord progression of this song. It is it just um again I will need more smart, smart people helping me out with the terminology. But just the, the, the chord progression, it's, it jumps around in so many unexpected ways. It, it's just so interesting to listen to the entire, um, the entire time. And I will um, say that this R&B track will now be known as R&V to me. <laughs> so there you go. Steven, your turn. Okay. Thanks.
2: Um, yeah, uh, I did... I mean, also really like this track. Uh, I feel like it's more of a Velvet side song. Um, it, and it. But it also just like a really feel-good track in the way that some like Chance the Rapper type songs are. Uh-huh. Like, I, like those horns and then the piano. I feel like that took me to a certain Chance song. Yeah. Um, and then I think that the message uh, there's, there's like a lot of just lyrics about like loving yourself. That, that that's nice too. Um, I, I didn't go too much into the lyrics as uh, as much, but I, it, it's just a really nice uh, song. I do feel like maybe I need to hear it away from the rest of the album because it didn't excite me. I would say as much as the other songs. That I I was like hearing it as a a great song, but like it was just harder to like come That's up good with point. all my notes. Yeah. So like I I like I know this, this is just a really good song, but I yeah maybe if I, I if it comes up, I'll like it will be it will become more special that way, sort of.
0: Yeah, we'll we need to be more than two days. I think so.
2: It. Yeah, like I like on, a week. Yeah. On Monday night, I, I was planning to like, okay, I'm gonna write some notes for this. But then I like I just put down my pen because I, I couldn't I I just wanted to listen to it. And then yeah, I reluctantly last night went to put down my thoughts. Um yeah.
0: <clears throat> all right, Alamar, what is the good, what is the bad, and what is the ugly of this song?
1: Uh I don't know, man. It's all good. <clears throat> It's just no <laughs> it's bad or good, ugly dude. in this it's song. It's all good, man. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I mean, see what's talking about? It doesn't maybe stand out as much in the rest of the album, but I kind of like that about this. Like, I mentioned the sequencing of this album overall. Another one where it's like, after how like hype and like dancey Bambaleo was, like, it's nice having this sort of more mellow sound. Uh, I felt more of this song had like a combination of like, 80s like smooth jazz R&B like Bobby Caldwell mixed with like 90s 2000s Neo Soul especially in that piano how it's used Um, yeah but a main reason why like you know that sound works and was made with really cool chord progressions and um, just like really cool transitions you know uh, crunchy chords as I've mentioned on Billy's album because this one was Produced, Co-produced by Minji Shun, who is quickly becoming a favorite for me. Uh, always love when she's on the production side of a track. Um, So that's why a lot of the, like, there's a lot of really cool, like, small and subtle flourishes with the piano, with the horns, with, like, multiple instrumentations here and there that you may not notice, like, in a first listen, but if you, like, watch out for that stuff, it's like sprinkled all throughout the song, and it's really, really pretty every time. Like, um, yeah, like "Snowy Night" I mentioned is a favorite of mine. That song had a lot of the same kind of features too. So, um, yeah, it's just such a good. It's just such a good song, and like, I like the little like uh, references to Forrest Gump. They mentioned like how oh yeah how the um, <laughs> like. All these feelings, like you know, you can pick out different things like a like picking up from a box of chocolate, stuff like that. So like shrimp gumbo. Oh, I mean yeah, like shrimp gumbo, all the different the different things you could do with shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, it's just so good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they should have called it the good, yeah. The gooder, the goodest.
1: Yeah. And I feel like in every song of this album, like there's specific instruments that really shine. Um, we mentioned the guitar um, on Bambaleo. i mentioned like the saxophone on Rainbow Halo. This one, I think it's like that piano is just so good. It does really, really good things in that bridge. Uh, so,
0: yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I know Alan Mark joked about this episode creeping into like over two hours way over two hours but i'm going to try and keep us on track and um it'll be quite a jump if you keep it under two (laughs) i i will keep it under two swear promise um but we will move on to the final track of the album entitled in my dreams and steven in my dreams you help us conclude this wonderful (laughs) episode that we are covering so Stephen, will you make my dreams come true? <laughs> I, I, I
2: hope so. Um, but if if your dream is to actually keep this one there too, uh, then I don't oh, know. No, that,
0: that's, <laughs> so. it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like I I wrote a lot for, or yeah, I probably have a lot on this one. But um, you know, yeah. Alan Mark already mentioned how he was feeling after Beg for Me. And I, I can't I can't imagine that there were a lot of people who are listening to this album, like from first to the, first song to the last, and who who weren't left uh broken by Beg for Me. And then, you know, they maybe took part of the second half to piece themselves together, only to be greeted by In My Dreams and then summarily soundly shattered again.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. I
2: mean, perfectly said. Like, how much more like wistful can you get on this? Uh, like, but even even as sad as the song can be, it's it's still something you, you cannot help but bask in its splendor. It's there's so much about it that like um, it brings us back to. The opening track because it has all those strings and it it feels lush and I, I felt like there's a section that had th- this kind of effect that's kind of muffled the strings and to me that really gave it this this dreamlike feeling but like the feeling where after you wake up from a dream you can recall the exact feelings that that you had during a dream but. You cannot remember the details, like the the that muffling of the strings, kind of it blurs your ability to identify it. You know there's strings, but there's it's just the suggestion of it, and that's like the dream like feeling that the the, this song gave me. And um, uh, yeah, I I have like some more specifics, but uh, I'll let you guys go.
0: My,
1: that was, um, but maybe the greatest so, string of words that I've ever heard on this podcast.
2: <laughs> so, Alan, um, oh I don't know if you sorry, figured was, out
0: what you wanted to pull for the episode clip, but I think I just found it. <laughs> oh, man. I was
2: almost reading that uh, like directly, <laughs> just because <laughs> I, I kind of wrote, I wrote full sentences
0: for yeah. this. So deserved, <laughs> well deserved. Yeah, that you some <clears throat> summa- <laughs> summarized all my thoughts into such a beautiful, poignant grouping of words it's just uh that's that's it that's the that's how i would describe it as well thank you um yeah it's uh but uh alan mark you ha- you go after alan uh you go oh. after steven so oh your god i have to follow that up i can't but i will say <laughs> that um chuck
1: you mentioned the last song is why you think is the best vocal performance i noted that i think this is the best vocal performance on the album uh both like uh i think it's just so fun. It's phenomenal. Like whoever did the full vocal mixing and then arranged all of the vocals for the different harmonies that they put into this song, just a like full and heartfelt thank you because it's so well done, so well built. Um yeah, oh, like like they don't get a lot of shine as vocalists, but like this is a big reason why you have uh members like Irene and Yeri on your in your group, because their voices have such perfect tones for blending into these beautiful chords that they give us on this song. And this song is filled with those chords. It is so beautifully done. Um, it's cool that the melodies, especially the verses, mostly very subdued. And I think that really helps push the how vast the choruses feel. Especially that last one um, and like just the whole song feels like one big build up which is really cool for a final song on an album because it's a really ending on like this large flourish very uh, represented well with that bridge where it just the repeating in my dreams you want me back and then Sulky does the last one that like pushes it but that really like pretty run at the end. Um and then of course in that final chorus, like Wendy does these the descant lines and the runs. That just like there's no way you should end a red velvet album other than how they did with this. Uh
2: it mm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm, okay, I'll I'll jump in. I'll try to add some more flavor um to this conversation of this red song. Flavor? Uh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping, I was hoping the that would be uh, caught. Um, but uh, what can I add? Um, I loved, I loved how um, in the po- in the pre-chorus. Well, first, the line "In my dreams, you love me back." So beautiful on its own, just that thing. But the way they sing it. So much… It makes it so much more beautiful. Um, but in that pre-chorus… This just little minor thing… Which um, in the grand scheme just adds so much. Um, I loved how… When it starts, they go like… In my dreams you love me back. And then they do this pause. Like this breath. Mm. And it just like… Takes you back a little bit. you're like, oh, what? And then they come back again. It's like this push and pull that just is so captivating to me um um, just prepping you for what would be the grand um crescendo of the chorus and everything it's just so good and i loved how the chorus had so much oomph to it you hear that really hear that drum that bass and just like everything comes crashing together in a majestic way it's just um it's wonderful it's it's good it's 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 great it's just that it's um yeah I <laughs> I I also think this is the best song on the album it's just so good um um I don't know what else I want to okay. say I, I just do you, yeah, you the, have more
2: couple speci- yeah just like <laughs> I I also had some notes about that, the in my dreams you love me back line um it, it was kind of it reminded me a bit of like uh, someday my prince will come. Like mm, the, yes, mm, the way it's, it's yeah. Um, it's like a Disneyness then,
1: yep. to it.
2: Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but and I wanted to just point out the to like how it's sung. Uh, first by Joy, I I feel like you really hear the that like the longing and almost even a helplessness when she sings it, but then. I think with when Irene sings it, it like it becomes grave and mm. it sounds like an order, <laughs> like in my <laughs> dreams, you love me back. And it, oh. it, I don't know if that's just my hearing of it, but it's, I don't know, the, it just kind of changed that, that delivery of it that it made, that added something to this for me. Um, mm, yeah. So yeah. There's, there's something really great about this. Just yeah. this, yeah. What a great, Fantastic ending to this uh, album. Yeah, that's a I good agree. point.
1: It's like it's just in that those two like that does that pre-chorus. This song goes from like sad or or like sounding more like uh, one of these nights, and then just immediate transitions into psycho. That's I think that's yeah. a really cool,
0: <laughs> um, cool catch there. Um. I'm, I'm spent guys. I don't have anything else to say <sighs> about the song. Yeah. I'm exhausted but in a yeah. good way. <laughs> in a good way, yeah. Alright. Um, I, uh, I think we're ready then to do one final call for uh, this album. Um, so I'll, I'll start off first. Uh, we were playing what is Chuck's favorite oh, yeah. song uh-huh. in this album. Oh, Hope you gosh. paid attention to the clues I gave you. Every song <laughs> is my favorite song. Um, but if I had to pick… What do you guys think I would pick as my all-time favorite song off this album? Knowing <sighs> Me. Um, okay. Or Not
2: Knowing Me. Alan Mark's favorite is… Uh, I don't know. I will go with… Okay. I will go with… bamboleo Oh, wow. okay.
1: <laughs> I don't want to choose the same thing. <laughs> um… It's okay. I know how much you love Velvet Velvetia songs. So I'm between two. Oh, I think good, bad, ugly is might be it. I think that might be more your vibe. So I'll go with that.
0: Wrong! Steven, you are wrong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Al, Mark, you are also wrong. Uh, okay. My favorite song is in my dreams. Uh, Man, I of mean, it okay. Is. <laughs> yeah, my favorite song is in my dreams, and uh, of, of course, course I have more words to say because I was uh. waiting for you to guess my favorite song before I told you more about what I thought about this song. This song is like vocal ballet. <laughs> it is. It has so many movements. It if you. The beauty you get when you watch Swan Lake, when you watch um, <laughs> the Nutcracker, is just like how you. Swans. It's just like what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what happens when you listen to this song, oh. it is like beautiful movement of of instruments and voices. It's like watching. It's like listening to a ballet in your ears. That is what this song oh does to me. It is such a climactic end cap to this album. You were talking about the sadness. I love those dark undertones. It's like this duality of like happy, but just, you know, um uneasy, or you know, everything. It's so beautiful. It's angelic, the five-part harmonies that are just firing off. You're right. You are correct. Wendy's high notes. I have that <laughs> note. I just did not want to say it out loud. Um, the outro hits with so much energy. It just, it's just and at the very end, you just it feels like just one final like collapse of just everyone's spent and it's just like nothing was left off the table. It is so beautiful. And Bamboleo is my favorite song. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, no. In my dreams is my favorite song. And I'm curious, did you guys pick favorite songs? Or it's it's pretty hard right now because it's... Yeah, it's okay. You don't yeah. have to. But I, I, I it was between yeah. Bamboleo and In My Dreams. When I heard a Bombaleo first I was like, this is my favorite song. I don't even need to listen to anything else. So you're correct, Stephen, thinking that. And then I heard In My Dreams. Yeah. <clears throat> to me, um, okay. Uh I'll 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 finish my thoughts on this album uh with my thought, final thoughts on In My Dreams. But as a complete package, this was unexpected. I was not ready for such a beautiful collection. Um, I don't know what happened between Queendom and this album. I don't know if they had some of these songs tucked away, ready to be released for this package, or they started fresh when Queendom was finished and then they were like they created these beauties. I don't know. But it really feels like um like I would say I haven't felt not not that I've been keeping up um but I feel like like for me RBB was such a fantastic piece of work um, and that I haven't felt the same way that I did with RPB until, like, right now. This album is just, from beginning to end, just hits you in so many different ways. It's just unbelievable how beautiful it sounds and just just a real exemplia- exemplary, like... Um, uh, it, or it's it's just exemplary of just the talent of Red Velvet and um, I know we said this last with Queendom just how how they're the queens um, and like this album like Alan Mark was saying is them proving that they're the queens of spring I just think they're the queens they really are the queens of K-pop it's just they do not miss they can they have created non-stop bangers and smashes and it's just I don't want them to stop making music. I, they can be 60 for all I care, and they can just be producing whatever they want. It's just so... They're such a wonderful group, and um, to, to top it off with In My Dreams, it's just... Um, oh my god, why was I going to... Oh yeah, I think In My Dreams, um, it it has skyrocketed into... like. So like my one of my all-time favorite like B-sides. It is just so good. Um, it's a song that I've like felt like I've never heard before or I don't think anybody has attempted to do. It's just so beautiful and unique, and it's just I can't believe in what what year is it now for Red Velvet Alan Mark. Uh this is year eight. Okay. In in year eight, they are still consistently hitting. And revolution, like revolutionizing, and just being, just game changers. And um yes, I really, really hate this album. Okay, who wants to go next?
2: Oh, I'll go next. <laughs> I don't oh, have yeah. a lot. I don't have a lot.
0: <laughs> good, 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 good. good uh, call. I'm gonna call. keep good it good quick.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think you know th- this album just delivered a lot of red velvet goodness, and mm. I, I, I feel like with. With Queendom, I just, I thought it was, it was like good. They had some songs I really liked, like Knock on Wood and Pushing and Pulling. But there weren't like really songs that I felt became like all time, like all timers within Red Velvet's uh, discography. But I, I think with this album, it feels like with it being a Rev Festival release, it. There's some more. There's like some more magic to it, and I, I feel like they went more. They were more daring on with the songs they had on this album, and it paid off. Uh, it's just a really, uh, it's a it, it just a really great release. Maybe probably my favorite album we've listened to this year. Um, yeah, uh, not much else to say. Yeah, it, like Queendom did not sh- shake like my how I, I really felt about them just being at the top, but um this uh, th- yeah, like it, this is just a a great <laughs> release, and I'm so happy it came out. I'm so happy they have these songs um yeah, um that's it, yeah
0: <laughs> All right, Al Mark, you get to end it. Oh. Hey, whatever you wanna want to do.
1: Uh, I have no I actually have no final thoughts. All right. No, no, right, okay. So, oh my god, okay. thank okay. you. That's all for <laughs> no no, no, no. okay. It's all written down. So um but yeah. Oh. Um, you, you... well, first of all, um officially they've beat the uh seven year curse, which is great. It looks like that seven year curse isn't is less seven of a thing. Curse. Oh, a bunch of girl groups would, would disband <laughs> yeah, after a... seven years. So I'm glad that's they passed. Um but here Damn. with Forever Festival twenty twenty two, what a return to form for this group. Cause I mentioned Where Queendom was more just an announcement of them being back after a long hiatus. Uh, The Rebel Festival 2022 truly brought brought back not only the overarching concept that was the festival, uh, both with lore and sonically. uh, But it also uh, felt like it was a great encapsulation of just Red Velvet as a whole. Um, Similarly to the teaser photo for this album that basically referenced every past Red Velvet release. This album also feels like it was an ode to the sounds that helped build up their success to where they are today. Like, Feel My Rhythm connects them back to where they left off in the Red Festival, particularly Psycho. Uh, Rainbow Halo takes me back to 2018. Uh, This could have been on RBB or on a a Summer Magic B-side. Beg For Me has like the perfect red velvet all over it. Uh, Leo pairs so well with Russian Roulette and the Rookie Eras. Uh, Good, Bad, Ugly has similar vibes to their first couple years as a five-member group. And then the album rounds out with In My Dream that reconnects it back to track one. And then now helping push the group forward into whatever they do in the future. So I feel like, like this is truly the Red Velvet album that I have been waiting for for so long. Like, honestly, it encapsulates everything I love about the group mixing together the red and velvet sides so seamlessly into something beautiful. Uh overall, it's so romantic. Every song gave me like visceral emotional responses. Uh, like I've got chills so many times listening to this album from the same song over and over again. So uh yeah, and granted, you know, these are still only initial thoughts after two days of non-stop listening, but Sometimes when something special hits your ears you just know. Uh so yeah this is definitely one of the top Red Velvet albums for me maybe a, a top K-pop album for me so uh that's where I am with here with with this album.
0: Okay. Good well said. <laughs> 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 um Steve, you want to say anymore, or did you use it all up for? Uh, um, uh, in me, my feelings, no, I'm okay. <laughs> all right, let me, get,
2: let me just do my drafts, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay. No, that was well. That was, great. That was beautiful. Everyone, top tier, S tier work all around. This S-tier. is easily my favorite episode of All You Can Eat. It's just so, from top to bottom, it's just it was just so much fun. Um, And thank you, listeners, for choosing to dine with us in our three-star Michelin episode of the week. Um, I feel like I could say that. Three stool? No. Um, uh, And we really hope you enjoyed your stay, and we can't wait for you to come back next week to see what we uh, have served up. Um, You can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat um, On all your favorite podcast platforms, uh, whatever you want, we are there. And um, yeah, go check it out. There's a lot of great content already with 2022. I know um, Stephen and Almark were just saying how, well, Almark says one of his most favorite K-pop albums of all time. So the bar is set high, but there are some great other releases as well. So please make sure to check out our discussions about them. You can catch us on all the socials. We are at how you can eat um, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also email us, leave us suggestions for whatever albums you think we should cover, whatever specials, even if you want to be a um, a guest, we would love to have you on this show. So please feel free to email Stephen. How You Can at gmail.com. All right. I think. I, I don't want this moment to end. <laughs> I feel like we could just keep talking about it. Uh, um, two hour mark. And so… <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like… Um, we, I feel like we're going to have to do some Red Velvet special in the future. I don't know. Um, but our time is concluded for this episode. So for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I… It has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long. Stay safe. And we'll see you next festival.
1: See you. in my dreams you listen to how you can eat
2: Thank you